Hey, it's Justin. And before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to say I hope you all are having a great year. Um, it has been off to a fast start um, with the Contender Cast this year. We've had some amazing content and episodes and, and even more to come. Today, you're going to learn about a really cool company called Rology, and their founder and CEO, Merrick Bowers, is on. He's going to tell you all about how he got into entrepreneurship, started the business, and, and made a business out of ultralight, echo-friendly cork massage balls and cork rollers. Kind of cool, actually. And at the end of the uh, episode, you're going to hear about how you can buy those products. And if you use the code CONTENDER at checkout on their website, you can get 10% off. So enjoy the episode. And remember, every winner started as a contender. Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Janine. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, a really cool new product. You guys are going to love this. This company is called Rology, the ultralight, echo-friendly cork massage balls and cork rollers i mean i've never merrick had you on the podcast or your product i'm so excited to have you today thank you so much for being here yeah thanks a lot <laughs> my balls and i are very glad you yeah i'm sure you've said that a couple of times um that's hilarious <laughs> no never said it before <laughs> i'm sure it's a good tagline actually. i never talk about my balls like that i'm kidding <laughs> Oh my God. You know, I didn't even think about that coming into the interview. And now I, I anyway, um, this is going to be hilarious um, for all of you listening. Yes, we're, so, we're talking massage balls. That even is funny. Um, I'm not even going to go any further. Okay, so before we get to your company, Rology, it's such a cool um, idea here. And thank you for sending the samples. It's been really cool um, trying them out. And I can't wait to unpack this. Um, Merrick, listen, I, I did my homework on you and I, I had so much fun learning about you and seeing some of the other discussions you've had on the topics. Um, but you're a mechanical engineer by background. You were in the UX space, like tech, tech world, um, big companies. How did you even get into like the entrepreneurship space? Yeah, so I have always been interested in engineering. I ended up uh, going to UCLA, majoring in mechanical engineering. I guess I'm pretty good at math. And um, I got my degree, started working in industry, and absolutely hated it. Um, I just <laughs> nice. don't, I don't like working for big companies, and I didn't like being an engineer. So I uh, left that job, and I started a consulting job, actually, in the tech writing space. And I was doing that, and then all of a sudden, I started hearing about this new subject or this like new subject that was super interesting to me it was called user experience design and nobody really knew much about it but it seemed kind of cool so i started learning about user experience design and then i created this ux consulting business so i ended up working for quite a few different companies as a ux consultant and then also for um for some healthcare companies and i guess with ux my interest in it was making things better, sure. making the experience better for people. And, you know, my whole life I've been an athlete, like super into fitness and running and hiking and climbing and all that stuff and cycling. I'm from Utah. Yep. So that's what we do in Utah. <laughs> and I, uh, 
And I realized that there were fitness products that I was using that I could make better. I could make the experience better for me. And I became an entrepreneur because I realized if I'm doing it for me, I probably could do it for other people too. Sure. So Absolutely. that's how I got to where I'm at. Wow. Um, well, it's one thing to, to hate what you're doing, big company and another to totally jump in and start something. You know, how did you decide this space? And, and you know, what was, what was the initial thought on, on how to start a business in this area? I didn't, I didn't know shit about starting a business. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, let's see. Okay. So I was training and I've told the story before that I was training for a marathon and I was having like really intense pain in certain areas of my body, like my feet and my back. And I, it got to the point where I just didn't know what I was going to do, but I, 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 I was going to stop training, which was heartbreaking for me because it's not just good for my physical health, but also, also for my mental health. Sure. And someone showed me that you could roll out or do self massage using a lacrosse ball. And a lacrosse ball is this like heavy rubber ball that is, is actually quite effective at rolling out knots and tension and stress in your body. Wow. And I started doing it and I did it for two weeks and my pain like just went away. It wow. just went away. And I was like, this is a magic ball. <laughs> And it's not, it's just a rubber ball, but the way you use it is so intentional and it's so um, efficient and like you can do it anywhere, anytime. Right. Totally. So thinking about this ball and what it did for my body, I thought, okay, I can make this better. And this is the engineer and user experience I love designer. It. Here I comes the engineer. Yep. And I, here it comes. Here it comes. And I, and I am really, I'm a, I love being outdoors. I love hiking and backpacking. And so I wanted to make something that was eco-friendly and really, really light because I needed to be able to carry it in my backpack totally. or in my running vest. So I've done a lot of material science classes and, um, cork was the answer. It was, it's durable, it's lightweight, it's eco-friendly. And, uh, it offered that it, it like that, um, hardness factor to it. So it really pushes back on those knots. So yeah, I basically just designed this cork massage ball and I liked it so much. I was just like, this is great. I bet I could probably sell it too. <laughs> and that's how I became a business owner. Wow. Now, okay. So it's cool. You came up with the, you know, well, I don't use cork very light and all that, but was it already in existence and you just took it and packaged it? Or did you have to figure out how to make a cork ball? I mean, I mean, there's two different sizes. I mean, how did you figure that part out? Well, with the cork balls, so I knew that cork, can, you can create it into any, like a ton of different shapes. Um, there are cork balls, there were cork balls in existence, but they are used for different, um, different things. Sure. Like, I think you can use them for fishing. Oh, uh, like, like fishing to, bobbers. To put in, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're also used for those uh, shuttlecocks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where oh, you, yeah. Where you hit them. Yeah, like uh, badminton. That that badminton. Badminton. Yep. That's right. Got it. Yeah. So they're used. You stick the feathers in the cork in the cork ball, right? So I just made them bigger, and I repurposed them. Got it. So <laughs> I'm, I've. I figured out a need for them and like create a product that met the need. Okay. So how did you figure out where to get cork balls? The internet. You <laughs> see? <laughs> okay. Not, and then how did you know? <laughs> and how did you know people would want to buy them? I mean, did you, 
Did you did you buy some balls and then you know try them out on some people, or did you did you run this idea past some people? Like, oh, what did that look like? Mm. <laughs> well, okay, so I did the math, okay. and I was like, I can buy X amount of balls and um, just give them out to people for free to try. And so, I of course, I tested on myself first. I was the guinea pig. I took it out on backpacking trips and on um, like running on long runs and things like that. And I used it and it was really effective. So I knew it worked. And then I just thought about places where people like me hang out sure. and that would be at trails, like running trails at back at hiking trails. So I literally put a box of balls in my car, my four Explorer, I drove to the hiking trail and I was at the hiking trail and I just hand balls out to people or I'd go on Instagram yeah. and follow certain hashtags yep. and I'd um, message people who are also following those hashtags. I'd be like, Hey, my name's Merrick. I'm starting a new company. I have this ultralight cork massage ball that I received would really help you with your recovery oh, wow. um, on your, on your tracks, you know, on your, after you go for a run, I'd love to send it to you for free and just let me know what you think and tell your friends about it. And they're like, sure. Yeah. Why shit. not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing was, I knew it was a success because people, they wouldn't just like take the ball and then be radio silent. They actually started posting pictures of them using it. It was like, hey, this company called Rology sent me this ball and it's like the best thing ever. It kept me on trail. Oh my God. That is so significant. That's awesome. That's so significant. So that's. That's just, that's how I really took off, and it was very grassroots. I didn't do any advertising. I just I really wanted to grow through word of mouth because in the hiking community, it's a really tight knit group, especially like the long distance hiking community. Sure. Um, and I didn't want to be just like a fad or you know someone peddling some balls right. or some crap product. <laughs> I wanted people to really believe in it totally and to care about them and to care about self care totally. because. You know, self-care is super important. I totally agree. Um, so, uh, yeah, and for those that haven't checked out Rology.com, R-A-W-L-O-G-Y.com, um, you can see uh, the balls in use and and shop them as well there. We'll talk about more about that later. Um, what about packaging? Okay, it's one thing to have some nice balls. Um, it's another to, to have a, a way to package and distribute and sell them. Um, how did you figure that part out? Oh my gosh. Packaging <laughs> is the worst. Dude, they come in the two I, balls it, come in a nice bag. Um and they, they oh, with no, the no, nice they come in a ball sack. Okay. <laughs> you have to say ball sack. They, they come in a ball sack <laughs> that has a zip tie. It's not a zip tie, it's like a, a like a metal really nice drawstring. Like, drawstring, thank you. Yeah, and it's yeah. a nice it's a nice ball sack. Um so how did you how did you decide that was how you were going to merchandise these balls? <laughs> Just getting you to say ball the word sack? ball sack Dude. already means that I won. <laughs> I, I, that was a win for me. Um, <laughs> so uh, is that isn't okay, that how you question? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. That, that's how I tell, I tell people. The thing is, when I start talking about my business and I start talking about my balls, and especially when I talk about the different styles, because I have smooth balls and I have these rustic <laughs> balls, people just like start laughing at me, and I'm like, "What? Why is it funny?" And then I realize, "Oh, I talk about it so much, I don't even realize." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just old you know, news for you. I mean, eighth grade, right? I know. That's right. right. It's like bath or um, potty talk, exactly. You know. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. how did so, you figure um, out the the, pack- the sack packaging? Yeah. Okay. So it took iteration and I'll tell you with, but being an entrepreneur, a business owner, you have to, like, you have to iterate on stuff because you're going to get feedback. You're going to make mistakes. So, um, first of all, I started, um, when I first started selling the sets, I think I put them in like this nylon gym bag looking thing and it didn't look right. I'm a perfectionist Got it. and I thought, you know, it didn't match. So, um, then I went for uh, like a box. Um, it was a craft paper kind of cardboard box. And what happened was it's fine for displaying at retail stores. Right. Like brick and it's easy stores. to stack them. Yeah. But I also, I, I saw online and what was happening was the boxes were getting crushed mm, in yep. the mail. Right. And Cause they probably I weren't didn't very want strong. Right, cause I, and I didn't want to thicken the packaging, because I like right. thicken the the paper because it's recyclable. Oh, nice! And if I thickened it, you just have this cardboard box that you open up. You take these really eco friendly balls out of, and then you throw away the packaging. Right, I'm like well, that's it's not bullshit. kind of like so then, defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. So then that's that led me to the bag, and um, I found this like organic cotton mesh um, uh, material. And thought, okay, well, this is great because not only can you see through the mesh, you can see the cork through right. the mesh bag. Pretty cool, but actually. Once, once they, yeah, once they take the um, balls out, then they could use the bag to either store the balls in or they could, like, uh, use it for other little chashkis, like a ditty bag type of thing. Um, the other, I also designed another bag uh, last in uh, December 2020 that's really for my, like, hiker crowd. And anyone who is going to take these balls out on the trail, it's um, an ultralight uh, waterproof material wow. um, that, that's kind of like the premium option for people who are going to be outdoors with them. Now, that's, and, and, and what you were telling me right before we hit record, you're like, oh my God, packaging has been like such a challenge. And for those that haven't, and you know, who, who don't think about this or who haven't made a product like this, talk about what makes it a challenge. Well, there's so much that goes into it. I mean, the first thing is, who's going to put it in the packaging? Okay, <laughs> Right. So is it the manufacturer you, or is it like, you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when you buy, if, if, it's, if, if you put it in the packaging, well, how does the packaging get to you? Does it come already like in the box shape? No. Well, mine didn't. You mine get, came in like flat. Right. Flattened. You probably get a thousand you know? net so mesh bags and then a bunch of balls and you have to pack them put a little label on them. Yeah. I have to pack all of them. Right. So it adds an extra step and there's like, you know, that's when you have to start, start thinking about hiring extra hands. Right. Um, then it's the design of the packaging. Well, what do you want to look like? What do you want the experience to be? What do you want mm. the experience of someone to be when they, like, they, they receive their bag, their Amazon package, they open up the package and they see inside Rology product. What are they going to see when they see that Rology product? Are they going to see some like 
crap box or are they going to see this really nice bag with a hang tag? Right. Um, and the same goes for what's their experience at a brick and mortar store when they see it on the shelf? Is it going to make them want to pick it up? What's it going to say on the package? What's going to entice them to pick it up, look at it, and consider putting it in their shopping cart, right? Totally. So, so much that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, that's so true. And so such valid points, and I'm sure anyone in the product space knows that, but for those that don't, I mean, it's, especially early days, you're like buying the bags, packing it yourself, putting the tag, hang tag on there, shipping them out. I mean, like it's, oh, and then the retailer wants a little basket to put them in because they don't stack. So, I mean, or just you know, some other way of putting it on the countertop. Uh, all things to think about. Um, okay, but you don't just have balls. You also have massage rollers. Uh, share with our audience what, what, the, what the story is there. And is, is that a hot seller or is it more about the massage balls? Um, so yeah, so we have a a quote unquote, not foam roller. (laughs) And so I I don't know, maybe people in your audience are familiar with foam rolling. I mean, right. Like at the gym, I see them at the gym a lot of times, like on the floor. Yeah. 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 And they're made of foam. They're made of like, you know, some synthetic and well, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I'm making balls out of cork. Why not try making a roller out of cork? Of course. It's a really premium option. Um, it looks super nice, and it's something that if you had out at your house, you know, it doesn't look like an eyesore. It's actually a really beautiful piece of equipment. Now, with that being said, it's a lot heavier than um, the balls are. So if you're on the go, and, like, I'll give you an example. If you are packing up your suitcase, yeah, you could throw a roller in there, and it's two pounds, or you could throw a ball in there, which is, like, under an ounce. Right. So there's just, it's the weight savings with the ball, but the rollers do, they actually do sell really well. And there's, they're, they, they sell really well at like boutique type of stores sure. and spas and things like that. Yeah. I, I was looking yeah. on your site, you got some great pictures of your product and one of them is the, the roller in a suitcase, I'm like, that would not work. Like, I mean, you, it's like this dude, whoever's bag this is, they took one change of clothing and there's no way the roller fits. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, I can't fit that in mine. Like, I, I mean, anyway, I take extra clothes. Um, this is cool. So uh, what about getting to market? So how did you just start selling this? And you mentioned kind of some of the social and sending free, you know, product and whatnot to get initial traction were they buying off your website and what does that look like and then how is it extended into stores you mentioned yeah so what i started doing was i actually started selling it through um amazon and then my website sales channel got it so people were yes i was sending product out for free um because I think free samples is the best way to like drum up interest and things like that. And then when people were like telling their friends, their friends would go on the website and then they just, they buy it from me or they buy it from Amazon. Um, to get into retail stores. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy. So, when I, well, no, but you know, if you have, look, you got to do your legwork. Okay. You got to like really just, just do it. Right. So I found stores that were strategically located on the Pacific crest trail out in California or out on the West coast. Pacific crest trail is 
a trail that goes from Mexico to the uh, the, the the border down uh, the California uh, Mexico border sure. up to the um, Washington Canada border, and it's like two thousand miles. So I contacted stores along that trail because I knew that these long distance hikers would go to the stores and they'd have they'd be looking for recovery products. And um, I drove in my car to these stores with a box of balls, and I was like. Hey, I have a product that I want you to try out. And I would just leave samples of the product with these stores. And, um, I definitely got a lot of like store was being like, well, I don't want to buy this. I'm sure. And then, and then I'd leave them like 10 balls or something, even though they said no one would buy it. And I was, I remember one time I was 25 minutes out of the door and I got a, a message from the store owner. They're like, Oh, we already sold ten the ten balls you left. So we'll, we'll <laughs> buy some. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll buy some now. That's okay. that's what it takes sometimes. Yeah. You gotta, you know, they they gotta try it to make sure it's gonna work. I mean, you're nothing against your product, just in general, a new product. Some people don't even know their look what to look for. You know, when they go to a store. So anyway, it's, it's something people have to try, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, people. The other thing is, sometimes stores don't know how to sell your product. Like it's new for them, and they. They, you have to make it easy for them to sell. I think you have to, that's why packaging is important because you have to like draw in a customer's attention or you have to educate the customer so that the salesperson doesn't necessarily have to um, just write on the packaging. I, after I was doing all that legwork, I mean, there's still a lot of legwork because I want to reach stores on a national level. And obviously I can't drive to every gear store in the United States. So now I'm on like wholesale platforms where um, retailers can find me there. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I, it's just so cool. Um, and I love your, uh, the give a shit pledge. No, I'm not just saying that people, um, there's a hashtag that you got to check out, which is kind of cool. It's all about um, America's public lands and, and really the, the effort to, to preserve those as part of your business, which I love um, the sustainability piece of this. Um, I always love to ask our uh, founders, like what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned? You've shared a bit of those as we've gone through today, but I mean, what would be advice you'd give to other founders, think, people thinking about starting their own business, et cetera, in the space? The number one thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is don't do it for the money <laughs> because you're going to get burned out. Right. You're going to get really burned out. Things are expensive. Everything is more expensive and takes longer. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you are inspired to leave your job, like say you have a full-time job working for a company and you're inspired to leave because you think you're going to become a multimillionaire, like overnight, I think that if that drives your passion, you're going to get burned out. Um, my passion, and I, I don't know, this might sound cliche, is really helping people feel better in their bodies. That's what I want to do. And that's what drives me to work to like to work until midnight, you know, packaging balls, um, sending out emails, cold calling people. That's what drives me because I just want to get these balls out to people so that they can feel better. Sure. Cause I, I just think it makes the world a better place to live in when you have like people who, who are happy. <laughs> totally. Um, so other, other lessons learned, um, surround yours, like build a network of people build a network of people that you trust. And I don't mean just like find people who can do favors and like you can do them favors. I mean, people that actually can give you good feedback, honest feedback, 
people that can help you like connect to other like-minded people. I think the community I've built is incredible. And I, I don't know, I just have learned so much about not just connections, but also like friendship. And how have so you, that's been really how important. have you approached that? That's great advice on the second piece there, or both of them great, but then the second piece around building that network, like how have you approached that? Um, so I actually applied to be in an incubator program oh, very good. and that introduced me to a, a bunch of people that are just awesome. I also started going to, or like the, some of the, the stores, the retail stores that my, my products are in. Um, I asked the retail stores who the other small businesses were that sell gear to those stores. And I contacted the owners of those other small gear companies and I made friends with them because I thought, well, you know, they're all doing the, they're, they're hustling just like me. They have a small sure. outdoor gear business. So, you know, and that has been, Oh my God, man. My, some of my best friends now, I mean, in the last two years because I did that. That's pretty it's cool. Open stores, open stores. You never knew. Wow. That's with, actually a great piece of advice. I, I have to tell you, I don't think anybody's ever offered on the, on any of the episodes. And I love that one, especially because you get like-minded people, right? They're, they're selling outdoor gear. They must like the outdoors or have a good chance they do. And then you'd have that in common. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, man, that's awesome. Hey, share with our, audience where they can connect with you, how they can get your product, et cetera. Sure. Well, um, go to Rology.com. So R-A-W-L-O-G-Y.com. We're also on Amazon. Um, and then you can connect with us on Instagram, uh, at Rology. And those are the, those are the best places to find. I us. love it. Hey, Merrick, it's been great having you on. It's going to be fun to watch your, um, your company grow and, uh, your, your balls continue to grow. Um, and I'm so excited <laughs> that you were here today and, uh, and thank you for sending some for me to try out. They're, they're just awesome. And, um, I'm looking forward to having you back on down the road. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.